In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson. Jeff Kozier is a successful entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience in executive sales management, consulting, and business strategy. He wrote a book on it, actually an award-winning book, Selling to Zebras. Jeff has appeared on some of the largest B2B sales podcasts over the past couple of years, and he always leaves listeners with something that increases their sales effectiveness. And welcome to the People Catalyst podcast, Jeff Kozier. Hey, Carla, thanks for having me back. Hey, thanks for being on the show again. So glad to have you back, Jeff. What you Thank been up you. to? Oh, boy. So quite, <laughs> quite a bit. That sounds like a, a bit of a loaded question. But, uh, <laughs> I know it's been a while. Gosh, I think it's been about a year and a half. It has been a year and a half. Yeah, we're just we're figuring out new ways to grow a business. That's what we've been up to. Well, you know what? It is definitely an ever-evolving thing, right? I mean, even think about in the last year and a half and even, you know, current times, how we've been pushed online and, and those that have not had a strategy really um, in a acquisition of new business, they're, they're thinking about whole new and different ways that we've been talking about for a long time, Jeff. And this makes them even more relevant, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So I, if you could just take a couple moments, and uh, we always love to hear from our guests, you know, their entrepreneurial roadmap. And like, how did you get here? Because most people did, it was like an accidentally on purpose kind of situation. So um, how did you start out with, you know, um, Zebrafy is your company, but you know, what is the evolution? Because when you launched it, I'm sure we weren't in this digital age of sales um, acquisition and focusing on online marketing and or, gosh, Salesforce wasn't around. So um, share with us a little bit about that entrepreneurial journey. Well, I, the, my, my first position out of college was at NCR Corporation. I was selling computers. And back then, software was almost free. And and computers were expensive, but was mm -hmm. really the software that solved a business problem. Um, but that's not the way anybody looked at things. And 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 my first three years there, I learned a lot, but I I didn't really figure out where I fit until I joined a startup computer company. And that startup computer company had great software solutions that they used to sell their hardware. So as they flipped that paradigm on its, on its ear way back when, it was all about solving the business problem mm -hmm. and finding the person that had that problem. So that, mm -hmm. that's where I got the bug. And, and then I joined a software company, and uh, it was an ERP company called Bon. And uh, we grew it from nothing here in the U.S. to three quarters of a billion. And I knew I loved working with technology companies, software companies, and innovation in general. And I liked helping companies that 
Um, even if, I mean, like, uh, like Google on the, uh, and, and Amazon on the, um, like Amazon World Web Services, AWS, that's, that's where we host. These guys, they're, they're a $10 billion company, but they're really a $10 billion startup. So it, it isn't really a size thing, right? <laughs> I love that, $10 billion <laughs> it's, startup. It's an, it's an attitude, right? Mm-hmm. It, that's what I love. So that was my journey, and, and Zebrify is all about helping them sell value in a way that focuses on the customer, on a customer where you fit, and it guides a salesperson with software to have conversations that solve a business problem that that executive that you're across the desk from would actually, or over a Zoom with. <laughs> <laughs> As we are so used to these days, right? I'm Zoomified. Exactly. <laughs> You are, and you were telling me you're one of the original, right? Wow. I've been on Zoom since they launched, and one of my clients utilized it. It was a telemedicine company, and they said, you've got to use this platform, and I used it. I was like, oh, my goodness, because way back in the day, we were using WebEx, right, which is now, I think, GoToMeeting, right, and GoToWebinar. I think they shifted their name. Not sure if they acquired them or changed it, but the technology was, you know, interesting. It works sometimes and you know not everybody right. could access it remember and then um when zoom came out it was so awesome because it shifts to who's talking right and it automatically right. understands that and knows that which really creates that relationship that you want and you're never going to get 100 percent over video but wow you can get pretty darn close right i mean you can definitely so. and so share with us with that in, in building relationships in regards to technology, you know, I love what you say about sell value. And, and can you share with us, Jeff, your philosophy a bit on when you sell value, how that ends up building that relationship? So one is identifying, and you were talking about that, right? Which is mm-hmm. find the person that has the problem, right? Have mm-hmm. a software solution that fixes that problem. And then I think through selling value, a lot of it, it's the value, but it brings the opportunity of building the relationship as well. Yeah, it's a relationship founded in business principles, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's what's expected today. Um, relationships are earned. Um, most executives don't need another friend, <laughs> so <laughs> so they they really want you to solve a problem they have that you do particularly well. They want to know that you've done it for others that are that are just like them, and then maybe just maybe you'll develop a deeper relationship with them and become friends. But it but it's an earned process. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because you know, I don't know about you, Jeff, but almost every one of my friends I do business with, right? It's like this both and kind of concept. And and I remember when I was really young, my dad always used to say, Carla, don't mix business with pleasure. And I was like, <laughs> ah, I didn't understand that exactly. And then when I got older and I founded my first company and I started realizing I really love working with business owners and entrepreneurs. And I found myself going on vacation with them. And these were the people that I went out to dinner with. And, you know, every, and I, I, I told my dad, I was like, you know, probably, 24, 25 at the time, I was like, dad, I don't think that was right because it's, this is the quote, don't mix business with pleasure only if you're not any good. 
<laughs> so you added that to it. Because right when you're good at it, it's like, what do you? Of course, you're going to mix business with pleasure, right? Because, well, because they're like-minded people, right? Yeah, and, they, and you have yeah. a great time with them. You're doing, you're solving a problem for them, right? And so, but I think you're right about that, Jeff. Is the the you know the mindset a long time ago was you separate them. Uh, I do not think that that is the mindset of today. It is, you know the ability to connect with like-minded people has just grown exponentially. I think when it's authentic, it works. And that's the key. Yeah. Authenticity is definitely. And then, you know, and think about how much more authentic that we've been pressed into these days, right. Of just being real instead of, you know, kind of wearing the mask and, uh, and you can't hide anymore. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing is, you know, if you don't do a good job, you're going to be sought out and identified. I mean, reviews are a thing. The internet is a thing, right. You're, you, you, you can't hide anymore behind any mask. Um, if you're not good at what you do, you're going to be, um, because people want to know, like you said, what are the other people that you solved the problem for? Right. And they, they do. And they want to know that. And we have to share that information. And if you don't do a good job, the opposite ends up happening. Even though I do actually think reviews, uh, you have to take them with a grain of salt because most people do reviews because they're mad, not because they're glad. So it depends <laughs> on what platform. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> this time for your review, Carla? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It, and it does depend on what platform. But at the same time, that's a big key thing is this uh, authenticity and transparency that has been brought to the table too that is was not something even my started 10 years ago, but think 20 years ago, right? When most people, hopefully most, and it wasn't most businesses, but larger companies just got started into email. Like we didn't True. even have that. You know, I worked at a title company. We were still typing grant deeds on properties on, you know, um, electronic typewriters. So look what we've done in 20 years. I mean, that's unfathomable, right? Um, True. To think how the sales processes change so significantly and delivering the sales, you know, whatever it is that you're selling and, and, and how fast you're delivering it. And so can you share with us a little bit on the, um, how you guys utilize this uh, software and that you can utilize your internal software, but then also work with uh, and integrate with Salesforce as well to um, use the data in your platform to almost create like, and a lot of people understand Facebook or social media and creating a pixel, which is a, this is my ideal client and let me go find more of them based off of all of the background data that again, wasn't available uh, to us until, you know, recent years Um, to find those, what we like to call look alike, right? Clients like this is my best person. How do I find more of my uh, best client to work with to create that value? Sure, I can. So it, it it starts maybe to dovetail back with the 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 path that we went down. Prospects prospects expect us to do our homework. They they and especially now, no no one, no executive, no no prospect is going to allow us to to waste their time. Time time is even more important to us now. We we've gotten more. Even though we can do everything faster, is that hilarious? Yes. <laughs> It's true, it though, is. right? You, we're like, we used to use fax machines and snail mail. 
And now we've but with got- all of us working from home and maybe yeah. rekindling some of those relationships, we're also more guarded about them. So we're not going to let anybody waste our time. Mm-hmm. Good point. So we have to be careful about who we try to connect with because they're going to be more careful about allowing us in. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 really, it's, it's really profiling your prospects, which is nothing new. And that, but that's what a zebra is. I mean, a zebra is your perfect profile customer and you look for prospects that look just like that. And, and what you were talking about was, you know, we, we have, we wrote a book on this and it, 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 there's more to it than, than just this concept, but selling to zebras, which is our award-winning book was all about starting with accounts and customers where you fit particularly well. But, but the problem with that was, you know, there's seven attributes to that. You can score them. You can strategize each one. They change different colors, which lines with your colored pens you were telling me about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You made me think of the zebra stripe gum, by the way, that I loved when I was a kid, right? It had a I whole remember bunch of that. different colors. <laughs> they change colors. I love that. <laughs> so, but the problem with this was you had to create it and you had to go through the process of creating it. So we thought about this. Carla, and we thought, what if you could just choose a customer that's a really good one and ask for more that look just like that? Mm-hmm. So that's our, that's our latest creation. We call it Find Similars. It's a, it's, a, it's a sales bot. It works inside of Salesforce, and it works inside of our software, but you literally just go to an opportunity and you say, now, this is a good customer, or maybe it's one you're just about to close and you say, you know, this is, this is going to be a great customer. You just click on a little button and we deliver up to five more that look just like that one. And you don't mm-hmm. have to know anything more about them. That's super cool. Well, that's exactly why a lot of people use, you know, the pixel piece on Facebook. But as you yes. know, that doesn't work well for corporate America. Right. Or finding business owners. I mean, that is a, you know, a B2C strategy where this is a probably a little bit more, it could be B2C, but it's just a larger, um, you're not going to necessarily find those individuals utilizing other platforms, especially social media, because just like you said, they're not going to let you waste their time. They're not spending their time there. No. Well, they, unless they have grandchildren maybe, but. um. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, an executive potentially, but a lot of executives are are young and and just having their own kids. And um, yeah, so it is. A, this is a B two B solution. It is. It, it it is finding companies, and it just uh, what it does is it saves you a lot of time in looking for and composing a list of places to start. So it starts you in just a little better place. That's awesome. And then once individuals have that information, right, with this uh, ideal uh, customer, um, from there, what's the next step in building that relationship? Well, what we teach is that now you have to go, you know, our software is telling you they're just like this customer. So now go find evidence that they have similar business issues that you solved or would mm-hmm. get, would would benefit from the gain that you created for others that, that, that did look like them. And that's then how you penetrate at a meaningful level. Mm-hmm. And we, we help guide the conversation to the development of a business case. So it's always measurable, even if it's esoteric things. 
And we, we take it a step further. We actually give you software that, that becomes the, the, the catalyst for those conversations because you use it live. But the, the first piece, the sales bot that finds similars, so it, we're actually trying to use a principle that we're teaching customers today, too, to do, which is give something to somebody for free that doesn't necessarily benefit you. And that's mm-hmm. what we're doing with the sales bot. We're making this available to your listeners for free. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, you got to share with – that is amazing. Okay, Isn't so, that cool? That is super <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, and especially because you guys used to do this offline, right? And then you've developed the software over time, right? Isn't that, That's right. That's incredible. And so can you share with us a little bit about how this um, – AI, right? This bot right. Um, mm-hmm. in, is finding this data and information and being able to go, because, you know, there are so many different data points we have, right? Um, and so many different areas that we can identify and grab that data and look at it. What are they, how, how, how does that work? So what we've done, so we've spent the last couple of years using AI and machine learning, and we've scoured the internet, and we've ingested over a million companies, and we've we've gone and, and scraped their website and scraped information about them, and with just with, with a website identifier on your existing customer, an industry designation in Salesforce, and, and, and a region, so a state could be the region, for example, we then use those pieces of data to go find, in interrogating our database, those companies that, that correlate the most. And it's, it's more than just industry. It's more than size. It's, it's about culture. So we've actually, part of our secret sauce is we've taken what we always developed in, inside of- That's my purple of, pen, Jeff. Okay, so we use the we <laughs> use your purple pen. <laughs> exactly, that's what came out. And when you build it as when you built the zebra with seven attributes, was some of that culture, some of that, mm. some of the values, right? Which is so true. That you, yeah. I mean, to be connected by core values as a principal foundation makes everything else actually move easier. It it does because you when you connect with someone that is um, there, there's alignment along those important lines. It's they care about hearing from you because they know you care. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would imagine that utilizing this really also, if you have a customer that you're in alignment with, you're going to close deals faster for sure. I mean, the sales cycle is a big, you know, one of those challenges, right, with business and you open a conversation and close the conversation. Um, I'm going to guess your customers are seeing the actual sales cycle be a lot faster. So we, we actually measure three things um, with every client that we have. One of those is, is, is sales cycle length, so speed of the sales cycle. The other is average deal size, which also increases. And the other is pipeline close rate. So the percentage of deals that you pursue, more of those will close. So those, those three things are things that we stake our reputation on because we know we can move those three metrics. Well, those are good metrics to, to, to be <laughs> moving in sales. So why do you think the average deal size goes up? That's interesting well, to me. Well, because when you, when you call on someone 
that really that you know needs you. So now it's just a matter of finding the right executive that has that problem or or could benefit from from the benefit that you're going to bring. That that that's probably not a real good sentence. The, the person <laughs> that could benefit from the benefit. <laughs> but but when you're calling on that person and that company, they they need you. So and essentially, their problem. So you're you, they've got a headache and you've got an aspirin. You have the cure, and mm-hmm. and the idea is to figure out where you fit so well that you have competitive differentiation. And when you have competitive differentiation, you're worth your asking price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I okay. That makes sense. Now you're not negotiating. You're not a commodity any longer. Correct. Right? Um, so I, I want to go back to something that you had brought up because I think this is critical and finally the masses, I think they were thrown into it here, right? Since all of us are working remotely these days, um, is that you, um, how you start the sales conversation, right? You had stated you need to be compelling, but that value driven, how do you give something away unselfishly, right? To bring value to them in order to start this conversation, because this is not something new, I don't believe, but it's something that I think now has been made aware to those that weren't really understanding that information wants to be free. So just like you, you wrote a book, right? You have, Mm -hmm. you, you, you unveiled the curtain, right? You Mm -hmm. opened the kimono, said, Hey, this is what you can do. Um, but then people still have a challenge in doing that. But in, in, in sharing that information, in creating that value and not being scared to do that, to create that opportunity. What has been your experience in that regard? Especially like we could probably look at this prior to um, us all working remotely to now working remotely because I've seen a major mind shift in that regard. So I think it, like you said, it was relevant before. It's, it's more relevant now. You, it takes some creativity to figure out what do you offer or what could you offer to a prospect of value that wouldn't directly benefit you. But that is, that is what is important. And if it does truly benefit them and they, they do have an interest and they raise their hand. That's ultimately what you're asking them to do is raise your hand if you're interested. Mm-hmm. And if they are, they'll most most people are good people and they want to reciprocate. They they want to give something back when you give oh, them something. This of value. is Caldini's book, Influence. Anybody who hasn't read it, best one of the best marketing books ever. And then number uh, one, he goes through seven impactful uh, influence um, principles and because it's a psychology book actually a turned marketing book uh, number one is giving and reciprocation mm-hmm. of that so we are compelled and you're right and I love how you say Jeff that most people are good people because I get so tired in the media of how they you know focus on the fringes it's like that has not been my experience um, is that most people want to give and when you ask them what they want to do and they're dent on the universe even though they might not know it specifically it really comes down to two words help people and that's just you know truly what people and so when you give i think i i agree with you that reciprocation that interest right ends up sparking and i and i also think that with technology we have the ability to impact way more people um it's also louder though so how do you then um work with your customers to then after they've got these you know potential new look-alike um ideal clients 
uh, to break through that noise with that compelling, you know, hey, we're differentiating ourselves between our competition because of X? Good question. So penetration, penetration messaging. Um, so it, I, I mentioned the phrase raising their hand. You have to have, give them some reason to opt in and, and, and make it their choice. And, Information uh, marketing is a thing. We've been talking about yes. it for a decade, but everybody's getting it now, right, Jeff? I think they are because we're, we are more homebound than we've been for any of us. <laughs> I think the things... Uh, the core things that were important to us uh, have been brought to light more so than before. So we're not letting anybody waste our time, even, even regarding our time even more than before. So you, you first have to be courteous enough to say, Hey, I think this has value for you, but I'll let you decide. And then if they opt in, then you have to be ready with, with, with your, with your deeper research, which is along the lines of, you know, you're similar to my other customers. I found evidence that you have this business issue. I've solved it mm. multiple times. And what we like to add to that is, is the quantification of it. So if you, if you solved it, approximately how much value could you create? And, and that's based on you did your homework on them, but you also did your homework within your existing customer base to know that at that deep of a level. You know what? That's really cool because I, if I got a message like that, I'd be like, wow, wow, yes. right? To say, you know, I've had this information. I, we've worked with several customers. We've solved this problem. We think maybe potentially you have this problem. And if so, uh, we would like to see how we can, you know, support you in, in solving it. Man, that would be powerful. That's a powerful, powerful reach out right there. It, it, it works. And if you, if you also target, you know, most solutions that we sell, each of us sell, are, are appropriate to multiple decision makers in a business. And if you target as many of those decision makers th that, are, that would be truly relevant for what it is you're offering, it, it, you have reason to believe that they might be the right person. If you send it to multiple people at the same time, but you also reference the others you're sending to, if you say something, again, really respectful that says, you know, you decide if this is important to you, but I also sent it in case that you're not the right executive who would care about this. I also sent it to. Then they start talking about it. The, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> that's really, and not only that, but unfortunately, Jeff in corporate America, people like to take credit for things. So if they got a problem going on. They're like, you know, now all of a sudden you kind of create a little bit of a critical mass, right? Of saying you create okay. a little bit, just a little bit of internal competition. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a good strategy there. And I like what you said about finding the right one because you know if you focus and you you have too wide of a net, the challenge is, is that you're just creating a whole bunch of work for yourself. So yes. the search criteria and identifying it um, is absolutely critical when you're working in a digital marketing world because I don't want 200 people, I want five. 
Uh, we agree. We, we feel, feel, I violently agree. Because <laughs> <laughs> all you're going to do is create a whole bunch of Zoom calls or conference calls or whatever, right? Trying to then potentially figure it out um, instead of talking to the person that has the problem and you have the solution. So, well, I love this. This has so, been so fun having you back on the show, Jeff. I love what you're doing. And uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you? So Jeff at Zebrafi, Z-E-B-R-A-F-I.com, or check us out at Zebrafi.com, and we'll send you the information. I think Chris did, but if, if, uh, if your people don't have it, we'll send you the information on how your listeners can inquire about getting a free copy of our Zebra sales bot. Whoa, that's amazing. I'll have to make sure I, we um, uh, get that in the show notes so everybody can check it out. And then also we'll promote that on social media as well because we've got a pretty nice following on LinkedIn and Facebook that aren't always uh, going straight to our website, but they listen in uh, on iTunes or Spotify or Pandora. Um, I didn't actually realize that we're actually on Pandora now. My team uh, cool. opened that out. Yeah. And uh, it's been awesome. Jeff, this is amazing. You're fantastic. I really love what you're doing here. I mean, talk about moving with the marketing times. Um, it's, and, 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 and you've been understanding the fact that you give the software away for free, solve the problem for free, and the computers are what you pay for. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's classic marketing, right? Mike, Microsoft built their name on it, right? They did. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's that's what made all of us at home realize where the real value is. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. It was great to have you on the show, Jeff. Thanks, Carla. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life. 